0: God has no greater joy than to hear that his children are walking in the truth. We are dedicated to letting the truth of God's word lead us. You are listening to One Truth Ministries podcast. Here is your host, Ashley Pocine. Hello, welcome back to Power Punch with One Truth Ministries. I'm Ashley Pocine. I hope you all are having a great week because I'm very excited about our question for the day. Um, I love this question. We hear it a lot. How do I study the Bible? So if you've been with us the last few weeks, you know we've been talking about how do we think eternally? How do we keep our eyes and our minds focused on the kingdom of God, on heavenly things like Colossians tells us to? And we had shared the power of prayer um, and how we pray, why we pray. And then we talked about saturating ourselves in the word of God. If you want to keep an eternal mindset, a heavenly perspective, One of the ways we do that throughout our day is keeping ourselves saturated in the Word of God. Amen? So incredibly important. We are to hide God's Word in our hearts. It is the sword of the Spirit, our, our weapon of defense. It is how we stand firmly rooted and grounded because of the Word of God alive and active in us. God's word never returns void. Amen. It will always accomplish what he sends it out to accomplish. And so we know every time we open up his word, we are taking part in a worthwhile uh, um, occupation of our minds because God has uh, has told us to know his word, to be rooted in his word, to study like the Bereans so that we know for ourselves what God is saying to us us. And so this is a great question. How do I study the Word of God? Because oftentimes people can get a little hung up on it. They can think, well, I didn't go to school for this, or I'm not a pastor. How how do I study uh, the Word of God by myself? And that's a great question. It's a needed question. And so today in our short time, I just want to give you a few tips that I pray you might find worthwhile and helpful. But these are just Just some tips that I um, have made habit in my life, and I know many others have as well. Uh, Number one, I always tell people this, when I open up the Word of God, I first and foremost want to understand that this book is a book all about Him. It's very easy for us to open up the Bible and start making it all about us. You know, how many times do we go to God's word and we just say, oh, I need I just need a quick word to tell me what to do. And so we start flipping through it kind of like where's Waldo style, you know, where you're just going to kind of pick a scripture, point to it and just say, "Okay, that's for me. But if you've ever done that, you know how dangerous that can be. Right. Unless God is leading you to a passage of scripture uh, because he wants to speak his rhema word towards you, um, it can be very dangerous. There's a joke, you know, that that I've heard many times where somebody wanted to do that. And so, of course, they looked at God's word as though it was just about them. And so they say, okay, I need to know what to do today. Open it up, put their finger on it. And it was a passage describing Judas's betrayal of Christ. And after he had found out what he had done and kind of came to his senses, he went out and hung himself and they thought, well, that that can't be right, because it says, you know, so he went out and hung himself. So they thought, that can't be right. So they flipped through again, put their finger down on another passage. Uh, and that passage says, what you need to do, do quickly. And they got all scared, that can't be right either. So they they go back to it again. And it says, "You know, let the word be done. And you, you can keep going with this over and over when that's how we treat the study of the word of God. It's dangerous uh, taking things out of context. It's dangerous hopping around, not knowing the word of God. And so here's what I wanna say, when we open up the word, let's first and foremost realize this is God's revelation of himself to us. And so when we open it, we get to start with a heart that says, God, I want to know you more. Reveal more of who you are to me through your word. I want to know you because just like Jesus said, that is eternal life that we know God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. He said that's eternal life. And so the purpose of our going to his word is to discover our God as he has revealed himself to be in his word. And so uh, we read and study the Bible, not just to learn more about us or to focus on ourselves, but to know more and focus on our creator and savior, to know him. I love the way that one professor puts this. If we understand Uh, The whole gospel story, that's very important. We have to understand not just Bible stories, but the story of the Bible. Amen. Anybody know where I'm coming from with that? It's not just that we would know different stories of the Bible all throughout that book, but that we would know the story of the Bible because it's all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus and the redemption of mankind. This is a story about God, the Creator, God, the Savior, God, the Holy Spirit alive in his people, uh, bringing us to the consummation of his perfect plan and will. And so one uh, professor put it this way, and it's always stuck out to me ever since I uh, heard it, is that the Old Testament is all about the anticipation of Christ. The Gospels is all about the manifestation of Christ. The book of Acts is all about the proclamation of Christ. The epistles are about the explanation of Christ, and Revelation is the consummation of Christ. And so it's a helpful framework as you make your way through the Word of God to go, okay, this is all the Old Testament is all about anticipation of Jesus. And when we get to the Gospels, we see Jesus manifested in human form, the Word of God made flesh. And as we move into Acts, we see the people are proclaiming Jesus. The epistles, Paul and the other authors, are explaining Jesus. And Revelation is all about the culmination of Christ and His plan, uh, His kingdom here on this earth. And so that's incredible to me. How do we study God's wor- word first and foremost with God as our subject? I really want to challenge and encourage you today, if you haven't done this before, to open up and wherever you are reading, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, open it up first with the desire on your heart, God, I want to know you more. What does what I'm reading today reveal to me about you? Because every part of the word of God will reveal the heart, the character, the priorities, the promises of our God. And so we start with this. God, what does what I just read reveal to me about who you are? Right? Now, here's my second tip in studying the Word of God. So first, got to have a good framework in our head that this is a book about the revelation of God to us. Of course, we will gain useful and amazing and needed insights into our own lives. Of course, it is applicable to our lives, but the subject matter is God himself, his redemptive plan through Christ. And so we get to know the story of the Bible, not just Bible stories but the story of the Bible. Secondly, when you open up the word of God to begin to study it, pray, 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 pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and to lead you, to teach you as you begin to read through this, that he would equip your mind with understanding, give you eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand and the courage to apply it. Amen. So we pray, we begin by asking the spirit to guide us into all truth, Which is exactly what Jesus said he would do. And so we ask that of him. Here's number three. So, number one, we pray with God, or we study the Bible with God as our subject. Number two, we pray as we sit down uh, to study. And number three, we study the Word of God in its context. This one's very important. And I really, really want to urge you to do this. If you are studying, let's say, a book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, read the whole book of Genesis first from start to finish. Get the whole context of what God is saying in this book into your heart and mind. In fact, read it all the way through a couple times before you begin to actually study it out. Read it in its context. If you are studying a chapter in that moment, read the whole chapter before you break it down verse by verse. We want to make sure that we're understanding God's word in its context. So number one, uh, study God's word with God as its subject. Pray as you begin to study. Um, Study the the word of God in its context. And number four would be this. Um, This is an inductive method of studying that many, many people use. I use it as well. And so I'll just give you three steps. Observe, interpret, and apply right? Really easy. Observe, interpret, and apply. And so the first thing that you do when you start studying, let's say, a chapter, you're going to observe what it's saying. And that's really the question you're asked. What is this passage saying? What is this chapter saying? And so you're just observing. You're making observations. And you're going to begin to ask all of the W questions at this point. Who is the writer of this passage? Who is this writer writing to? When did they write this? Um, where is this located? The subject matter of this chapter, where is this taking place? Um, why did the author write this? And so you begin to gather just in observance the information that's needed within the context of the chapter that you're studying or the book you're studying. So first, and you can take notes. I encourage you to do this. Take notes as you observe. Here's who's writing it. Here's why they're writing it. Here's when they're writing it. Here's who they're writing it to. Here's what's going on um, from this chapter. Here's what it is that it sounds like is happening right now. So you begin to just observe what the passage is saying, right? What is it saying? and uh, you're gonna look for repeated words. If you notice in a chapter, a certain word is being repeated often, write it down. That's gonna be important to understanding that passage. If there's contrasts, comparisons, chronology, any of those key elements, begin taking notes. Okay, they're giving me a specific year here. I wanna write that down. Oh, you know what? They're, They're contrasting this with something that took place earlier. I wanna find out what that is. So make notes as you just simply observe what the chapter is saying. You can take an entire week on just this step. You can take a couple weeks. You can take a day. But go through there in um, in an observatory way where you're observing what it is saying. Step two in an inductive method of study is to interpret. So first you're gonna observe what is this passage saying and then you're gonna move into interpretation. What is this passage meaning? So what is it saying and what is it meaning? So a great way I have found to do this on my own as well, and there's this is where really key um, study guide tools come in handy, um, is in this step called interpretation. You can use a biblical concordance, you can use commentaries, trusted commentaries, Um, You can look into um, Bible background and history. Uh, You can start to cross-reference here. Very key uh, as you move through your Bible and you notice, okay, uh, Genesis 1-1. There's also something uh, similar in Mark 1-2. So I'm going to go over there and read what that has to say. So you begin to cross-reference as you start aiming to understand what this passage is meaning. So you are going to look, you've already observed. Now you're interpreting uh, what it is that it's saying. And um, a great way to do this is to paraphrase um, the passage. Put it in your own words. So after you've used these study tools, after you start to ask, okay, what is it meaning? You're going to look up words. You don't understand that you're not familiar with. You're going to really pay attention to those repeated words. And so then you're going to go and begin to paraphrase this passage and you're going to start writing it in your own words. How would I say uh, this passage in my own words? And it helps you to start grasping the meaning behind it, right? So we observe uh, the passage, we interpret the passage, using trusted resources as we ask the question, what does this mean? And then we move in to application, into application. And that question is, what do I do with this? I know what the passage is saying now. I understand it now because I've went through the process of interpretation. Now, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do? So this is your action moment here in application. And you begin to ask these questions. Uh, What did I learn then? What is this teaching me about God, about Christ, his character, his priorities, his promises? What is it that I'm learning about God? Uh, What is this uh, that I'm learning in relation to myself now? How should what I've learned change me? What actions do I need to take? Uh, What thoughts need to change within my mind now, Uh, because I've learned this, how will this and how should this begin to change me? Um, How does my thinking and actions need to change to line up with what I've learned? How should I be praying in this moment? How should I start praying because of what I've learned? We get to start asking those application questions and it's in this process I'll tell you where the Holy Spirit begins to convict and challenge and encourage. This is that moment in study where if you're needing some encouragement, God is right there and you'll see through what you've learned about him. As you know his promises more, as you know his character and his heart more, as you know his plans and his purposes, that your soul is encouraged. But all of a sudden you start going, you know what? I should have responded in this way to this person. And so maybe there will be a forgiveness you need to seek or receive there will be an action that needs to be taken. God's gonna spur you on to good works during this application process. Couple last questions I wanna cover before we're done here today is I've I've had this question, how often should I study the word of God? How often should I study? Can I just say, I like to answer this way, till you are full, till you are full. And here's why I say that, the word of God is our daily bread. In fact, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, To turn stones into bread. What did he quote back uh, to Satan in that moment? He said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is our daily bread. Jesus is the bread of life. We are to feast on the word of God. This word that was made flesh. Right? And so that's where I said, this is our daily bread. You eat till you're full. So that means, I mean, if you're if you are particularly hungry that day, keep feasting on the word of God until you know you are just filled up for the day. Sometimes that might be short in the morning. Sometimes that's going to be a long, lengthy feast. But I would encourage you stay in the word of God until you know I am full. I am satisfied like the psalmist David describes his time in the word of God. I am satisfied as with the sweetest and richest of foods. That's when you know, okay, I'm ready to go now, apply this to my life. I am filled up with the Word of God today. Now it's time to go live it out. How often should you study the Word? Every day until you are full, until you feel satisfied. That's what I would say. Don't leave till you're full. As far as when you should study the Word of God, um, of course, you, you open it up, you study the Word anytime. But here's just a tip that I find uh, helpful Study the Word of God when you are most awake. I know some people like to fall asleep, maybe listening to God's Word. That's fine, but it is not studying. You're not able to uh, retain or learn or question or really dig in. So if you're talking about studying God's Word, do it when you are most awake. I say that because not everybody is most awake at the same time every day, are they? And that's why I say it like this. Uh, You know, um, when is your morning? Whenever your morning is, some people really wake up and come alive in the evening, sometimes way late at night because of their rotation, maybe of work. They're up at night. Whenever is your morning, whenever you are most awake, that's when I would say jump in to the study of God's word when you're alert, when you're active, when you're hungry because you've woken up and you need to be filled with God's word. Amen. I hope this encourages somebody to dive into God's word, take the plunge, put it into action. Remember, this is a book all about God. Pray as you open up his word, that the Holy Spirit would lead you into all truth. Study God's word in its context, observe, interpret, apply, uh, learn the background of what's going on. Have some fun diving into the language uh, of how it was spoken when it was written. There are so many different tools and resources to take advantage of. So I encourage you, observe, take notes on what you see, interpret it, understand what it's meaning and then apply it and see God's word lived out in your life. Amen. Have a blessed week and we'll see you next time.